it's a nice straightforward farm it's it's soil is light but which means we can work it any day we want in most cases you know, for sowing but every field has trials in the middle of it it might only be a hectare it could be over half the field could be uh, in trial so and what generally happens is the trial is sown first and then the rest of the field is sown afterward all farmers are making progress through the harvest this year but it is very slow going some farmers have finished but others haven't passed the halfway mark yet Yields are variable and margins are tight this year. The difficulties continue saving straw, but plans are being made already for next year's crop with the oilseed rape planting window just 10 days away. You're listening to the latest episode of the Tillage Edge with me, Michael Hennessy. We'd really appreciate it if you could listen, follow and give us a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Many tillage farmers visited Oak Park this summer for the open day and everyone was very complimentary about the farm and crop sown there. So today I'm delighted to be joined by Brendan Burke, who's the farm manager here in Oak Park, to chat about the harvest progress on the farm. Brendan, Oak Park is known for its light ground, and coming up to harvest, it was a really dry, hot period, particularly towards the middle of June. Do you think that had a bearing on the yields of crops this year? It looked pretty okay as around open day and that, but it, we did suffer badly on the winter barley, particularly, um, and the early spring barley really stopped growing, I'd say, at that stage by, by um, mid-June. There's no real proper grain fill. So the light ground, ground here, and then our barley is on the lighter ground anyway. Uh, so it was it was quite poor, I would say. Um, the winter barley, you know, very early, probably week, 10 days earlier than average. What is an average? But we were definitely so, happy. So you, were, so you weren't optimistic looking no. into the harvest? No, no. And then the harvest, as it came along, it obviously the weather changed. But did the amount of dry weather that was there, did that, do you think that made it or pushed the, the, the harvest in a little bit earlier, pulled it in a little bit earlier? It, it, it pulled it in a little bit earlier, but it, it in the overall, we actually probably finished the winter barley around the same time because it was terribly broken, literally from the 2nd of July onwards. I would normally be expecting to start the winter barley here kind of the 10th of July onwards. So we were harvesting a week early but we needed all the days anyway from from the second of july onwards that it really was every other day you were in and out trying to trying to harvest but okay. um it, it it was well ripe at that stage by by the 15th 20th of july when we were finishing which was uh okay slow enough just for people listening here it might be a really good idea just to give people a bit of context as regards oak park because it's not a case of we've a great big combine i'm going to roar around the whole place and get it finished up like a normal farmer there's an awful lot of trials here there's i don't know six or seven thousand plots or maybe yeah. there's more I can't remember now but there's a whole heap of plots out here and there's a little bit of of tricking around to be done trying to get that you might explain a little bit how how that works yeah basically every field here it's an it's a nice farm it's a nice straightforward farm it's it's soil is light but which means we can work it any day we want in most cases you know, for sowing but every field has trials in the middle of it it might only be a hectare it could be the over over half the field could be uh, in trial so and what generally happens is the trial is sown first and then the rest of the field is sown afterwards so when that comes along to harvest time unless you really start swapping out varieties for early versus lates but the, the trial may be involved in varieties anyway so it does mean that you have to get in at that trial area and harvest it with the smaller plot combines now we've um four plot combines really uh, well, three that are working every day on plots, and one as a backup combine is a pretty old one. But uh, they all do their stuff. But they, we count. I uh, wouldn't like to start counting acres of harvest or hectares to be harvesting a day as number of plots. So they will probably harvest somewhere between three hundred and five hundred on a very good day, plots a day. But we have up to ten thousand plots to harvest. So they're all 
uh, quite busy. And, and they, they not only harvest in Oak Park, but they go to the outside yeah. sites as well. So they have to get, load them up into a truck and bring them off to yeah. Cork and Tipperary yeah, yeah, like and Mead. Yeah, and... Yesterday was, was a, there's a trial in Cork. It was uh, in two sites in Cork, but not terribly far away. But the combine left here yesterday morning at 7.30 and was back at about 8 o'clock yesterday, 9 o'clock with two trials harvested in Cork. But that meant the farmer had the happy with that the farmer was okay for us to cut had the heat cut out around the trial and get down there and uh two guys one guy sampling on the combine one guy driving and he's also the truck driver and uh, he takes it down there and takes it off on and mm-hmm. it's it's a big day's work but they got through um 450 plots plus driving to cork and back from here now that doesn't happen every day but that's their move he's moving to Tipperary today as well hopefully he'll get to do so so if we go back and we think then just about a field so let's just say we have a i don't know a 10 acre field yeah and there's some plots in the middle of that field do you, in terms of the process, do you come in with the large combine first and cut around the headlands and, and then you get the little smaller combine yeah, going yeah. in the middle or what way? Does, yeah, what's, ideally, what's the... ideally that works now. Obviously, if the crop is ripe and the headlands aren't, we have to cut into it, as we call it. But we generally leave enough around it that we can cut around the plot area first. But generally, I would like to, from a farm management point of view, is cut all the external of the field. And then we have one combine which we dedicate just to cutting tram lines, which sounds a bit odd, but it's an old uh, Deutsch with an eight-foot head. So he's cut out the tram lines and then the plot plots are all left after that then so it makes the guy that's cutting the plots then that he's not busy cutting out tram lines and discard bits so he's it's a every, every field will have that ideally we get to cut the headlands first but it doesn't always work that way the big combine it's fine it's it's a, a six meter head on it it'll zoom through it fairly quick but uh you have to be mindful you can't just drive straight through a field you sure. have to yeah, yeah. And you mentioned there that there's a, there's a person in lots of these uh, plot combines actually taking samples. So yeah. those samples are in a little bag and yeah, or a, what size a, are they? Or? A, each plot is, the, the plots I normally would say are, uh, there's a 12 meter tramline system, but so we cut off 2.5 meters each. Uh, so you've left with nine plus uh, nine and a half meters left. So that then is cut uh it's by the width of our combine which is 2.5 so it's, it's 9 by 2.5 and then the technician in the combine will take a sample off that plot and the combine some of the combines the more modern ones we have two modern ones which will take a uh, moisture and hectoliter and give us a good representation of that and it takes even within that plot it takes 10 sub samples so it's not just one exact reading so it's 10 moistures possibly within it's according to the weight that's off the plot but it generally takes every kilo it's taken a, a, a every and for most of those for most of those um little trial plots are you taking a physical sample away as well or it, not? it's according to the if, if it's uh, for plant pathology they might just be interested in uh in uh, yield moisture hectoliter but if it's talking about uh, say nitrogen or varieties or um proteins then you have to take a sample off so it's probably a little over half we take samples off every probably taking maybe a half kilo of sample off each plot and bring that into the lab then and do screenings or whatever else is it and what happens because this is a tricky harvest obviously but yeah. what happens when the moisture levels are a bit high in those i mean are they are they dried afterwards or how does that work? Well, if if we're look, it's what we're looking for them. If we're looking for proteins and all that, we will we will probably dry them. But initially, we'll definitely get a proper moisture in the lab, proper screenings. But they will be air dried for. Um, it could only take 24 hours on a drying table but okay. uh, they're not because if they further process them with them you can't distort them by drying them down completely either so you have to get your exact measurements and on that so it's um, okay so there's a bit of a process certainly sometimes the field is the easier part that you have a lot more to do in the lab afterwards because the, the technician will take the sample but then he has 
and he can't do them the next day because he's harvesting another plot. So he has to wait and hopefully they don't, mm. uh, if, they're, if they're too damp, he has to mind it that they don't. He has to put them in the fridge maybe so they don't um, change their, you know, start heating or that. So so, so you've, you're, you've got fields, the plot comes, you just do a little bit around the outside with the, with the big combine. Plot combine comes in. Uh, gets rid of the trial in the middle then you come back with the major combine, combine yeah. then afterwards that's, that, that's kind of a clean up afterwards yeah. in lots of farmers I suppose lots of farmers out there at the moment are, are um, straw chopping yeah. do you have the option of doing that on the big combine and on the trial combines? We, we have on the big combine uh, we will chop all our oats and and uh, Particular fields just for to, to match our payments, same as every other farm. But we have on the plot one of the plot combines, we have the ability to chop it. But I'm not particularly mad about it because the combine has to stop at the end of every plot. Now it's literally only for 20 seconds, but it would mean he's dumping all the straw in the one place. So for our next year's trial, you have a, a difference in nutrients, then you'd have a high and you'd say, well, What happened here? And it's probably got to do with the straw. So we try nearly always remove the straw from uh, any of our trial. Which to a degree is another headache. And the fact that you have all these little small little lines in the middle of the field going different directions and all sorts, and you have to tidy it up. How's the straw tidying up doing this year? Is it difficult um, as everybody else? Or? Fun, fun times, but uh, I suppose we were um, lucky in a way that we have one farmer buys a lot of our winter barley on the flat. And he's quite happy to come in and bail that. And he he, he uh, rakes it up. He generally does rake it up into larger rows, into six or eight meter rows, because our combines are only 2.5 for the plots. But all around the field, he'll have the decent rows. So he, but our spring barley or any of the, the wheat, uh, we have to look after that ourselves. So again, it's a, it's a little bit tricky that you have to, uh, we've most, we chopped all our oat and straw, so that wasn't a problem. But our spring barley that we've started, again, it got wet and it got dry and it got wet. So it's we've got some yesterday we've tied it up a bit yesterday so it's not bad it's 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 not a lot of straw on it to be honest yeah it's tricky enough so you you you're you're getting through the crops reasonably well you've your winter barley finished your obviously rape finished your rye finished did i hear you you, yeah, you were saying rye there yesterday even uh, we have about uh 20 hectares of rye which uh is uh richie hackers doing a lot of uh research on it and then there's a student uh doing a phd on on rye as a as a human food obviously but um it actually is quite impressive with very little attention to, to from my part as it's it's not a new crop but it uh, it got the basic treatments a kind of a i'd say a, a spray and a half for fungicide mm. but really a five ton you know a five ton an acre comfortable over most of the field and because it's in and out we've plots everywhere and as well so it's a it's a, it's a big field of it and a huge amount of straw that's the problem it was quite not flat lodged but really tangled into each other so we actually had the side knives on the combine for rape now it looked like a bit of a was this going to cut heads off but it actually worked out very well the side knives on the combine it was no even though it was tangled and it kind of tangled, pushed it, down it, on itself there's it, no it nothing was, lost it was probably easier to cut uh it dried better than the wheat did on the same day because we're trying to cut wheat was wheat easier to cut this is the last Thursday or Friday, Friday I think it was a kind of catchy sort of day but the rye was actually a little bit drier so it, it didn't get as wet or didn't get as broken down as as you might have thought you know it didn't break down so it was probably it's probably white a ripe maybe more than a week where the wheat was just ripe so maybe that helped a little bit I'm not sure how well it is if you had a bigger area but how you'd manage it if you were it was getting too late for it, you know. Which I've now have a mountain straw to deal with. Have you got a market for that? We have actually. Yeah, there's a there's a um, guy buys it for big square bales, and it goes for bedding carrots. I, I so I believe anyway. But it's it's uh, another farmer interesting as well that 
he was uh, buying it, uh, wanted to buy it that he sold some last year for animal for feed in a ration that he appeared to be better than wheat. Okay. That's his opinion, I'm sure. You mentioned spring barley there a second ago and we were chatting earlier and you yeah. were saying you were combining a little bit yesterday, but there's a lot of green grains out there and green heads the yeah. same as everywhere else. Yeah, How is that? It seemed to be getting greener rather than, yeah. rather than uh, riper. So with one little field there and the middle of the field and, and patches were 18%, 70%, but areas in the 22% moisture. So that's not fun. It's cuttable, but uh, I'm sure the merchant won't be that happy when he sees this mixed grain coming in. So we have have, have more of that to cut. It's quite late sown, purposely sown late. We have some with the, for Louise McNamara, BYVD trials that we wanted so late and so early. So the half the field is sown late. Is quite green in places, but there's also a lot of grass in it. So we've had to do the necessary with that and put some glyphosate on it. So because okay. uh, it it looks like there was exit tillers and grass competing badly with it. So if it if the weather stays broken as it is. You, you had a very difficult, a great difficult equipment, I'd say. Well, I think you're not the only one. I think, I, I suppose in particular, we, we're seeing that around the country in lighter ground where it might have got a bit stressed in June yeah, yeah. and those areas seem to be even greener than the rest yeah. of it. Maybe the plants sort of half died out and you're, you're getting some back up again. So, um, But of course, every year kind of goes around, you kind of rinse and repeat to a degree and oh, um, they were kind of back planning again this year. So we would have had, or here on the farm, there's old seed rape on it every year. Yeah. Did that go okay this year, did you? Or? It, it went okay. It, it wouldn't be, uh, it was a nice even crop, I suppose, across the whole field, but there was evidence of club rooting out which we were meant to do a, a oh. trial in one of the fields. And this is the second year in a row on a totally different part of the farm. Would be in a six-year rotation with oilseed rape, but there seems to be club root in patches in it, which leads us to leave it out this year. We don't necessarily need it. We have good rotation with beans and with uh, oats. So we're going to leave it out this year. To, now, that won't solve the club root, but to see... Um, because we had a bit of cover crops as well. Now, we haven't used brassicas in cover crops as such, but some of the mixes uh, we did four or five years ago would have had brassicas in them. So sure. it's 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 a tricky one. Now. We're not going to get rid of it easily. We just want to see where we are with it. And if we need to do any trials on our trade, we'll hopefully go out on a, on a commercial farm. It's a big change, though, isn't it? I mean, yeah. having, having that essentially excluded to, to a yeah, degree yeah, from yeah, certainly yeah. the fields you had it in, it's been, been confirmed. It's And I, I, we could, obviously, uh, I mentioned it just to um, some of the researchers here, and we said we could do a trial on club roof, but because maybe it's it's the type of soil we have that is a bit, uh, or is it everywhere? You know, it's not, we're not sure. Well, look, I, for, certainly from anecdotally around the country, you're not the only one. There is yeah. definitely club roof turning up in places that hasn't been around for a long yeah, time. Yeah. So it's uh, right. Well, that's, that's going to be a big differential. Yeah. So, so if when Oak Park is doing and we'll continue to do trials in 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 oilseed rape, yeah. it probably we have to be on outside farm for the moment. Anyway, we'll see because there is fields here which wouldn't necessarily have had oilseed rape maybe in ten years. But you know, we don't want to just go straight in without having a bit more reasons to do it. You know. So are you down then to the harvest? Are you just down to finishing out your spring barley down and a bit of beans and that kind of thing? Forty extra spring barley, uh, which will probably be next week, um, hopefully, and then beans and about twenty-five acres of beans. Which um, now there's time of sowing trials and that, and there's also um, um, double cropping well, peas and beans mixes. Yeah. So they are uh, they've been taking those out of them literally as they come right with the plot commons as well. So it's a it's a patchwork quilt the whole field, but um the main crop will well we sold some in February, which will probably be in probably right next week I'd say as well. So but then a lot of a lot of it is actually sown late March really, which is not ideal, but 
it's as good a test as any of it. Okay, so with most of the fields cleared then, yeah. have you thought about double cultivation, which is kind of required, I suppose, well, because yeah. I suppose people might forget that, that yeah. we're a farm. We're a farm yeah, the same as any other farm, yeah. and all of the rules from cross-compliance and everything, it's probably, it, 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 it extends to here as all same as any other farm. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and rightly so, but we, we will get inspected, and we have got inspected for cross-compliance and all, all sorts of things, but um, we have all our oats has been chopped, which is quite easy then to go in the next day literally and made a good mulch there of, of uh, disking that in now the barley um, most of it is still in bales on the field or in rows so we haven't really got to move a lot of that but it's it's the priority now that we're down to the last bit of so we're moving bales today even and hopefully get to disk them maybe tomorrow or the next day if it isn't too wet yeah yeah but as you say, you can probably work in most most circumstances here in Oak Park anyway. It's yeah, always yeah, relatively dry. No problem. Yeah, and then we probably probably saw maybe 20, 30 extra cover crop as well then to on some of the lighter fields because we feel the spring barley ones there that we're literally barely doing two and a half ton on light soil, um, but there's very little organic matter in the in that, those fields at all. So we're hoping to maybe go on a really four or five years of cover crops in those with spring barley to bring it back up. You know, and and maybe chop straw on it in the next uh, couple of years as well, and sacrifice whatever we get for the barley syrup because there's not a lot of straw on it, and it's just very light to try and build it. Uh, speaking of which, in terms of the cover, in terms of the cover crops, um, the mixes are very uh, crucial, I suppose, in terms of building up disease or not building up disease. In the case yeah, maybe yeah. you mentioned club root. I presume you're going to exclude brassicas from that, or yeah, what yeah, you're so thinking about the cover crop mix that you're going to use? Yeah, it's it's you're limited enough, so it's really an epithelia and 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 vetch really, I suppose, we'll use. Yeah. Um, and they're, they have a mix there. Uh, the the co-op has a mix there, which we'll probably use a commercial mix, so we'll use that. Right, so you're not inclined for oats or for rye no, or anything else because we have. We have oats, a lot of oats in trials here, so I probably don't want to mix up. And I, there's not an issue with growing it in it, but it's complicated that if you've gone back in maybe with oats, that the, the, when we're doing research on oats, you don't want too much oats after oats, even if it's just a copper crop or spring crop. So we're trying to leave the oats as a as a, um, a standalone crop, you know. So the facilia, I suppose, going back to them, facilia is a, is a, is a crop species that doesn't interfere with anything in yes, rotation yeah, whatsoever yeah. and vetch yes it probably might interfere maybe maybe a little bit with some of the beans but yeah. but but maybe less so kind of over over time that's your thinking is it yeah and it is on it is on the lighter soils that we will we'll put the cover crops i'm not sure that's the best policy but if there is beans they would generally go on the heavier soils because um heavy rel it's all relative now to work part Heavy is not heavy, and sure. a lot of other people's farms, but it is. We would really beans really suffered here. Uh, they're not bad this year because they are in one of our heavier fields, but they really would suffer with, with drought here badly when we had them in the lighter soils. Your timings of putting in the uh, cover crops are you starting soon? Or? Yeah, it's it's literally in the next next day or so, next day or so yeah. before the weekend is kind of what your plan is, right? The sooner you get them in, I suppose there's good research from here from. Richie Hackett in Oak Park to suggest that uh, the earlier you can get them in in, in, in August. Yeah. A week at this time of the year apparently is worth a month. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. So it's going, it's going to be a huge difference. Yeah. Brendan, you have a huge amount on your plate. Um, I see there's more tractors going out the window here, um, so I'm sure they'll be calling for you there shortly. So listen. It's all the fun. <laughs> all the fun of the day. Thanks very much for joining that's me on the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. So that's it for this week. And my thanks to Brendan for joining me on the show. Just a reminder again, a date for your diary is Friday, September the 8th, when we'll have the Crops Forum in the Killishy Hotel NACE. We will cover a number of topics this year, including new varieties, agronomy for the autumn, the new MAC or climate change model for tillage, and also a discussion forum with stakeholders around the future for the tillage industry. Finally, don't forget if you enjoyed the podcast, then recommend it to a friend or colleague. And as always, rate, review and follow on Apple or Spotify so you never miss an episode. And for more information, go to chagas.ie.
I'm Michael Hennessy. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with more tillage news and advice.